Welcome to the Strength for the Day podcast, hosted by Pastor Dennis Fountain of Moses Lake, Washington. Each of us need encouragement and hope for everyday life, and we hope that you will find that strength with us as we study God's Word. Let's dive right in and find strength for the day. Hey, good morning on this uh, Wednesday morning, and I hope you are uh, doing well this morning and have had a uh, good week so far. And uh, man, I don't know what your day looked like yesterday, but my day yesterday was just crazy. I was uh, left the house, I think at about 7.50, and uh, didn't get back home last night until, uh, it was right after six, and just a, a crazy day. I was here in the afternoon for a little bit, went on a, um, a run with uh, my son Dennis for a while in the afternoon just for a little bit, but other than that, it was just kind of a go day, and uh, so great day yesterday, and uh, shot some videos yesterday for our 10th anniversary, and then also um, for our building and our new property, and so uh, you might be looking for those. In the next couple of weeks, we shot a couple of different videos, and one of them is uh, a video that you'll be able to share um, with friends and people that you know that might want to jump on board and, and give towards uh, the future of Moses Lake Baptist Church. And so I uh, hope that you uh, maybe will take advantage of that. Uh, hi to everybody on there. Deanna, uh, Veronica, Dad, Michael, uh, others I see jumping on. And uh, hello, Miss D. Hook. Glad to, glad to have you on here. And then also Dolores. I know Dolores is on and she uh, made mention yesterday to Beth that she's been on uh, almost every day, but doesn't comment. So Dolores, we're glad you're with us and others that are joining us today. I see a number of you up there uh, that I probably have not said hi to. So glad you're with us and I hope you've been enjoying the journey that we've been going through. Uh, of course, the strength for the day as we really just get into the Word of God and get challenged each and every day. And uh, this, uh, this week and last week, we've been in the book of Ruth. And what a great book the book of Ruth is, and what a, what a helpful book it is. And uh, today we're going to come, um, this morning, just to one verse. It's, all, it's only one verse that I think will be a help to us. Uh, but let's remember kind of uh, what's been happening. Let's kind of recap it. Uh, so we can recall uh, where we're at. If you've been with us, then you know uh, that we're studying out, <clears throat> excuse me, we're studying out uh, the, the life of this young lady by the name of Ruth. And of course, we first met Ruth because Elimelech and Naomi, remember that couple from Bethlehem, Judah, the book of Ruth opens up with them. They were, uh, they're Hebrew people that live in Bethlehem, Judah, and they left Bethlehem, Judah, and they went to Moab. And the reason they went to Moab is because of the famine that was in Bethlehem, Judah. And so they packed up their stuff, their two sons, Malon, Kilion, and they traveled into Moab. But that decision really was very costly in their lives. If you recall, Elimelech died in Moab. Malon married Ruth, Kilion married Orpah, and then Malon and Kilion died. And so now you just have these three widows. Naomi determines to go back into Bethlehem, Judah, and go back to the place where she believes God would want her. And Orpah chose that place of comfort, chose to stay with those of Moab. And Ruth chose, uh, she chose to follow after Naomi. Naomi and, and to follow Naomi's God. And we won't recap everything she said, but Ruth chapter 1, verse 
uh, 17 and 18, a great passage uh, just for every one of us about determination in pursuing the Lord. And so then they, they travel back, they get back into Bethlehem, Judah. And of course, as they get back into Bethlehem, Judah, Ruth being the younger of the two, she's going to try to go glean from the fields and try to get some food and some things that they could trade and barter with uh, in order to be able to survive. And it just happens that she came across the field of Boaz. And this man, Boaz, what a kind and gentle man, uh, one that was a very giving man, a very gracious man. And you can go through and discover so many things about Boaz being a great picture of Jesus. And we'll see that even more really tomorrow. Uh, That's the entire uh, thought tomorrow. But Ruth is going to glean from the fields of Boaz, and as she's there gleaning, of course, she receives kindness from him and from his servants, and all of these amazing things that take place in Ruth chapter number two. And then Ruth goes back, she tells Naomi, hey, I just, uh, I've been gleaning, and I happen to come across the field of a man by the name of Boaz. And, And Naomi says, man, blessed be the Lord, Boaz is a near kinsman. Now, Ruth wouldn't really know everything that that means, and so she, Ruth, just begins to listen in as Naomi will explain to her what the near kinsman is, and Naomi would recount to Ruth that, uh, man, you should be able to marry Boaz because he's the near kinsman. You could find rest and find completion if if there's a, a marriage between you and Boaz, and so Naomi In chapter 3, she gives Ruth some specific instructions. I want you to go to this this, uh, dinner party that they're having, the celebration that they're having because of the harvest being done. And I want you to present yourself to, to Boaz and Really, you're going you're gonna to present yourself humbly before him and, and present to him that, Boaz, you're a near kinsman, and it would be awesome if you would marry me. And really, it was kind of a, a proposal uh, from Ruth to Boaz. And of course, Boaz, he's, he's startled by, Ruth's, uh, uh, by Ruth being there. He wakes up, and she's there at his feet. And, and we need to know nothing immoral took place or anything like that. It was all uh, very much uh, being set up because of what God was doing, and it was customary and all of those things. And so Boaz wakes up and there's Ruth at his feet and she says, hey, you're my near kinsman. Would you play the part of a kinsman? Would you, would you uh, marry me? Would you redeem me? And of course, Boaz says, well, I would, but there's somebody closer. There's a nearer kinsman that should, be, that should have the rights first. And uh, Boaz says to Ruth, he says, now I want you just to wait and uh, I'll, I'll try to work some things out and I'll meet with him and see if he's going to do that. And so Ruth goes home. Of course, Boaz sends her home with a, a, a bunch of groceries, if you will, a bunch of food, a bunch of seed and sends her home. And she gets back and recounts for Naomi everything that took place. And that's where we ended yesterday. And today we're going to come, it's just one verse, and I really think it's going to, um, it's going to be a verse that, that uh, impacts and, and we, all of us can relate with, a very relatable thought today. And that's Ruth chapter 3 and verse number 18. So if you have a Bible, why don't you look there, Ruth chapter 3 and verse number 18, and that's just one verse. And notice what Naomi says to Ruth. Ruth just came back told her all of these events that took place. Boaz is going to go to the near kinsmen. We'll see what's happening. We'll see if we're going to have a wedding or if we're not, what's, what's taking place. And notice what Naomi says to her. Then she, verse 18, Ruth chapter 3, then she, Naomi, then said she, 
Sit still, my daughter, until thou know how the matter will fall. For the man, for Boaz, he will not be in rest until he have finished the thing this day. Sit still, my daughter, until thou knowest the matter, how the matter will fall. For the man will not be in rest until he have finished the thing this day. Now, as we get into the thought, I want us to think specifically right now just about Ruth. Okay, Here's this young lady. She made a decision a few years earlier to marry Malon. Her husband dies. Then she makes a decision to follow her mother-in-law into an, into an unknown land, into a place that she did not know, a people that she did not know, a God that she really did not know. Ruth left everything and followed with Naomi to Bethlehem, Judah. So now she's traveled all the way back to Bethlehem, Judah. She's Uh, been working, trying to provide for her mother-in-law. She learns of this near kinsman. She submits and really makes herself very vulnerable, puts herself out there of, Boaz, will you do this? And then she follows all the instructions of Naomi. She follows it to a T. I mean, she she wants this, and she is uh, continuing to follow God and continuing just waiting waiting to see what happens. Now the situation, it's totally out of her hands and she's just there. I don't know about you, but I don't like waiting. Uh, The title of today's devotion uh, is just sit still. Um, I'm not a person who likes to sit still. You know what? In your life and in my life, in our Christian faith, in our walk with God, there are going to be times when we need to just sit still. There are going to be times when, and and it's going to happen probably more often than we realize, but there are going to be times when we just have to sit still and wait. We've pursued God, we've prayed, we've done what we can do, and we have to step back and say, okay, God, now I'm just going to wait. There's a lot of people in scripture who had to wait, some of them for for years, even decades. All right, I'm just going to assume that you guys can hear me and I'm going to keep going. And uh, if you can't, someone put that in the comments there. But uh, here's what's taking place. And so uh, what I was going to say is there's a lot of people that uh, they're in scripture. They just they just have to wait. Think about think about Joseph. Think about Joseph. Here's Joseph. Genesis and the scripture says this. Let me open this text up. I'm getting something that there's, there's something I need to take care of. And uh, so let, let's finish this up real quick and we'll, we'll make a phone call and be done here. Uh, here's what we have. You have Joseph, Genesis chapter 41. It came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh brought Joseph out of jail. Uh, think about Paul, Acts 24, 27. If you think about Paul, here's what happens. Uh, Paul gets left in prison for two years. He's followed God. He's done some things, and yet he's at this place of having to wait. David, he followed God, pursued God, was anointed king, and then he would wait for 13 to 15 years before becoming king. And what are they doing during all that time? They're waiting. And so let me give you very quickly today three principles from Scripture 
what to do when we're at a point of waiting, when we've done what we can, and now we're just waiting on the Lord for what he has for us. Number one, number one, when you are at a time when it's out of your hands, when you're at a time when you've done all that you can do, number one, trust God. Just keep trusting God. Ruth, Naomi says to Ruth, hey, listen, he, Boaz will complete this. Just trust the process. Just trust what's taking place. Ruth, just keep trusting the Lord. And so number one, we keep trusting God. What else do we do? Number two, we pray to God. We seek God during those moments of waiting. God, this is in your hands. God, this is your situation. Number two, we trust in God. Or number three, or excuse me, number one, we trust in God. Number two, we pray to God. We continue to seek him and seek his will. And then number three, we continue to follow God. And keep following God in those moments of waiting. Keep pursuing God in those moments of of uh, times when you don't know what's going on, times when you don't know uh, what needs to happen. We just keep pursuing God, keep following God, keep wanting God's plan. And so this morning, I, I don't know if you're at a time of waiting. I don't know if you're at a time when you've come out of, uh, just come out of a waiting time, uh, but maybe you're waiting on God to answer that prayer request with that family member. Maybe you're waiting on, on that situation to open up at work. Maybe you're at a point of waiting for that financial thing to come through, or, or you're at a point of waiting for uh, God to intervene in a situation. All of us have those points of waiting, and the best things we can do is, number one, keep trusting him, number two, keep talking to him, and number three, keep pursuing him. I love that Ruth, she just sits still. She just waits and God blesses her for it. And we'll see that blessing tomorrow. I'm sorry for the distraction today. I have uh, something I need to do right now, but I hope that you and I would just have the spirit that says, God, we're willing to wait on you, to pray to you, to trust you, and to continue to seek you, even at times when we don't know what to do, but just wait. So I look forward to seeing what happens tomorrow in Ruth's life. And so I look forward to seeing you then tomorrow morning right here at 930. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Strength for the Day. We would love to hear from you if you have any questions or comments. You can do that by emailing us at strengthforthedaypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and we hope that today has been an encouragement.